Good morning. Cheers. Good morning. Cheers. How you doing? Oh, I'm still breathing. Yeah. It's a good sign, right? Right. That's a good sign. I'm still breathing too, so I guess that's a good sign. Yeah. Hey, I will take it. Both of us breathing. <laughs> it's Monday. I'm not or crying. Wednesday. Oh my God, it's it's Wednesday. Hey, yeah. it's been like two weeks since that. You're you're good. <laughs> if, if you were still crying, we might might have an issue. <laughs> yeah, we might have an issue. But I'm not. It's all good. I'm uh, feeling pretty decent about things. And today, um, we're talking about something that's kind of relevant, actually, to my crying and to what's happening with me and what I've been doing since then, um, which is work-life unbalance, right? Yeah. that's a thing that never happens when you're running your own business, right? Balance? <laughs> I, I don't think that ever honestly happens in life. Yeah. Like, I was reading, um, what is it called? The Oh, The Places You Will Go, Dr. Seuss's book. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the one of the lines in there is, remember life is a great balancing act and as i was reading that i was also drinking water and i kind of almost spit (laughs) my water and yeah you know it's it's kind of a balancing act but at the same time i think we have to realize that while trying to keep up the balancing act it's not a matter of like keeping you know all of your plates going at the same time it's more mm-hmm. of like having to put some things down to be able to keep the balance and other things yeah um, that versus trying to you know juggle everything every second of the day yeah that's i think one of the hardest things that i had to learn you know there's the and balance is such a bad word for this because the idea of balance suggests that everything is like perfectly in harmony or whatever you want to call it, you know, and perfectly even and and worked out like just right, even keel, like, you know, whatever. And, and I realized a while back and I can't remember who, I think it was CGP gray who said this. Uh, he's a, a YouTuber and podcaster, um, podcaster and sometimes YouTuber is the actual joke. Uh, but anyway, he, he, in one of his podcasts, once he was talking about, this um topic and and he made this analogy that that made a ton of sense to me he thought he he made this analogy as like light bulbs um where you sort of have like three light bulbs in your life right you have your work you have your sort of personal self which is your mental physical health whatever and then you have like your life outside of um you know your social life basically which is you know, whatever else it is you do. Right. Friends, family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Friends, family, whatever. And, and you can sort of think of the energy that you have to put into all three of these light bulbs as a total of 100%, right? So you can have, say your work light bulb at 80%. And that means your, your self and your social life light bulbs are going to be at like, maybe 10% each or maybe self is at 20% and you have no social life, that light is turned off, right? And and that is a balance um, because you have your energy and you divvy it up where you can put it. And and that, that isn't such a profound thing. But what I think is more profound is realizing that, and this is so stupid, but sometimes we just literally don't realize it, 
we have the power to choose how much energy we put into any one of those given things. Right. And and at a particular time, it might be the right thing to do to have your work turned up to 90 and right. have everything else at 5 or 10, you know, and 0 or whatever. Um but then at some point you're probably going to want to turn that back down and turn up right. the take care of myself bulb or or turn up the take you know have a social life bulb. Right. Um there's a book called The Year of Yes. Uh, Shonda Rhimes wrote it. She's the writer for Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, all of those. Bunch of other ones, um, yeah. And she, I mean, I, that's one of the books I have it on audiobook, and I'll actually just like listen to it when I'm like walking the dog or just need, like I've probably listened to it like 10 or 20 times. I don't know. It's, it's been mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that she said in there, and it like really stuck with me from the first time, because the first time I had read it was right after I had had Ember. So mm -hmm. trying to like, it was just a time of like trying to find this new balance of, being a mom and taking care of a newborn and also trying to run a business and also trying to, you know, keep up with family obligation and friend obligations and things like that. Cause we do want right. to have, you know, a social life and a life yeah. outside of work and child. Um, and one of the things she says is that she had, she had to come to the realization that if she was succeeding in one aspect of her life, she was failing in the other. And that was the balance. So she was saying that, you know, if I had to stay late, and work with the writers and the director on a deadline, then I am going to be missing bath time and bedtime with my kids. And if I'm at a play with my children, then I'm probably missing a deadline or not going to an award ceremony or missing out on drinks with my girlfriends. Um, because it's all, it's a give and take. Like mm -hmm. there's only so many hours, so much energy and you have to choose where it goes and it's okay to choose to prioritize certain things at certain times. So it's okay to prioritize your work over, you know, your kids one day and then your kids over your work. And that's the balance. And you shouldn't feel guilty for those failures because in order to succeed in one thing, you are going to have to fail in another. It's the whole concept of you can't chase two rabbits at the same time. Right like you will end up losing both. So yeah. focusing on, okay, you know, my child has a, you know, soccer game today and I need to make sure I'm there. Well, I also need to meet with this client. Well, let's move that client to a later day. Yes, you might feel like you're letting that client down, but at the same time, it's a choice of being able to balance right. those things in your life. Right. I will I will take issue with her use of the the failure um, sort of categorizing not being there as a failure. I think that's a, I think that puts a negative connotation on us making a choice. And, and it's not to say that making those choices may not have negative um, consequences, but go ahead. But I'm going to argue on that point because I don't think we should see failure as negative. Like, I don't yeah. think no, failure a is a negative. Like, we have given it a negative connotation. And that's the point, yeah. 
without failure, we would never know what success is. Right, right, which we've talked about in past shows. So right. yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I guess when I heard you talking about that, my very first association with when you said failure was like, I don't like that. I don't like that because of the negative connotation. But you're right. right. Failure isn't isn't a bad thing. It's just understanding our failures and learning from them and growing from them. And it's not necessarily like failure in the sense of like, oh, you failed. This is life or death. It's that you are choosing. You're prioritizing. I guess that's the better word. You're yeah. prior. You have to prioritize one over the other for the overall benefit. So, for example, if you have let's say a big work function coming up that's going to result in a bonus or a big raise like you have to prioritize that over putting your kids to bed because you also have to pay the bills like for example i have um this weekend my husband has uh baseball tickets for the rockies game and it was supposed to be like a family thing their company's doing like a big thing and it would have been really nice to go but i also have a wedding Mm-hmm. And I can't turn down, you know, several thousand dollars for a day at baseball that I don't even like. <laughs> and right. so, yes, I'm missing out on family time with my kid and my brother and my husband. But at the same time, like, I'm going to be able to put money in the bank, which will help pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, you know, I'll spend more time with them. Right. So... I think, like, as a society, one of the problems is, as a society, at least here in the United States, I think it's fair to say that, um, generally speaking, society prioritizes work over everything else. And because of that, people in general tend to do the same to an unhealthy degree. Yep, we glorify work to no extent. And it's really interesting to me, and I'm glad you brought that up, because anytime I'm in Europe, mm-hmm. it's it gives me anxiety how slow pace it seems to me. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when the last time that I spent, I went out to Armenia for six weeks a couple of years ago just to get away and, you know, spend some time at home. Um, it was... Like, it gave me anxiety, and I didn't realize it until, like, two or three weeks in. Right. They're just slow-paced. Like, they wake up at 8, they don't get into the office until 10, and then they leave around, you know, 1 for lunch, and then they go back to work for a couple more hours, and then they're home by, like, 5 or 6. But it's, like, so slow-paced. Like, I would be up at 6 in the morning, like, ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone's sleeping. And I'm like, don't you guys have to get to work? Like, (laughs) what is going on? Mm -hmm. Or it would be, you know, they'd say, oh, okay, like, you know, we're going, we're going to do whatever. Um, Be ready by this time. And I would be ready by that time. And then, you know, it's like an hour later. And they're just just showing up at every, like, that's just the pace of life. Like, and then Mm -hmm. I was in Paris. The last time I was in Paris, my cousin used to live in Paris at the time. Um, well, she was saying she was like I observed like the same exact thing that like people come in you know around nine in the morning and then you know they'll do two hours of work and then they'll go to lunch and they'll take you know two to three hours for lunch and they'll come back and they'll do another two hours of work and then they go to dinner because mm-hmm. um, like in Paris well France in general you know food is such a big part of their life right um she was like, but in those like four to five hours that they work on a daily basis, they get everything done. Yeah. 
Like and, they get the same amount of work done in the four hours that they're in the office actually working versus mm -hmm. us being there nine, 10, 12 hours yeah, yeah. and getting the same done. And studies have shown that like, if you concentrate on your work, like you can get what you get done in eight hours done in two. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about this on past shows where, you know, the amount of time you're given or the amount of resources you're given. I think we were talking about this as in terms of marketing budget, but basically the amount of resources that you are given are the amount of resources you will use to accomplish the task. So if you're exactly. given four hours to do your job, you'll do it in four. If you're given eight yeah. hours, you'll do it in eight. You know, that, that makes me think of, um, my wife and I have been watching project runway and, mm -hmm. um, you know, on there, they're given a, a garment to make and they're given a day to do it right and for the most part they get it done in a day even though quote unquote normally they might take a week to make a garment right. like that or something like that sure it's it's harder work but they still get it done so um i'm trying to take that some of that pace and put it back into my life because for so long my work dial has been turned basically all the way up 90 yeah. to 95 percent and my other dials have been fairly low and and i'm like i'm literally tired of it uh, which is why it's I had exhausting. my meltdown. It is it is so exhausting. I'm so tired of of thinking about nothing but the next video, the next thing I have to do, the next right. whatever. I'm so tired of all of those things. So, um, I'm, you know, Zara and I were talking about this before the show. I am looking. I I talked to because I have a part time job. I work at a museum, which is a great job, and uh, I asked them if there's a chance that I could work full-time hours. I told them I don't even want benefits. We already pay for private health insurance, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I don't need vacation. I can just work other days to make up for vacation if I take it off. Like, I, all I want is the hours for the income. And and I, I'm fingers crossed. I think they're going to say yes. And if they do, I'm going to be working 40 hours a week which is going to be half the amount of time that I've been working on my business the last, whatever, eight, 10 years. Right. Le well, and that's probably the thing more too, than right? half. Yeah. It's like, we don't realize when you're self-employed, like your brain doesn't shut off. Like you can't leave the office and stop thinking about work. Mm -hmm. You, as much as you try, like, I and I I've done this for years since I've been doing this for years is I would take a vacation I always call it formatting the C drive is my vacation <laughs> and typically like I would be going down to Mexico to an all-inclusive resort I turn off my phone I turn off my computer like I take a week away from internet and it used to work because a lot of times at the resorts, you had to pay like obnoxious amounts of money for internet. Mm -hmm. Now it's now Wi-Fi is included, so it's a little bit harder. <laughs> but now I just leave. So like we're going on a cruise in November, and we're not taking my daughter, and so we do need to have some kind of communication with her, obviously, and my parents. Um, and I told Donald, I was like, "You are going to put the internet on your phone. I am turning off my phone. I'm not taking my laptop." 
and we are just gonna use your phone to call her and that way no one can get a hold of me mm-hmm. unless it's an emergency and they know to call him no one can get a hold of me because I need a week off. Like yeah. I need a week off and I have to force myself to take that time off. And I'm sure I'm still going to be thinking about marketing and like, oh, when I get back, I have to do this, this and this. But I'm going to try really hard to just not not log into anything, not check my email, not check in boxes mm-hmm. um, and take time off. Because if we don't force ourselves to take that time off as people who are self-employed, like we will go insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that we all need to do as people who are running some sort of a business is build in. And we did talk about this a little bit on one of the other shows, but you need to build in some kind of downtime for yourself. How, excuse me, however much you feel you need, depending upon where you're going to set those dials um, so that you don't go insane. Uh, and, and it's probably something that, and this is a thing that we're bad at as probably human beings in general, um, which is pausing periodically to evaluate where you're at and what you're doing. Right. And what those levels are at. Um, so I think one of the most actionable things that people can do with the, with um, with what we're talking about is that set yourself a periodic review time. Maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's monthly. Maybe it's, you know, every new year, whatever time period you need uh, or you feel is right. I would say probably start with a quarterly review, you know, yeah. every three months where you're going to sit down and you're going to say, okay, like how much effort am I putting into this? How do I feel about that effort? What are my stress levels at? What are my health levels at? You know, what are, what are um, the accomplishments that I'm making? Am I, am I getting closer to the goals that I'm trying to achieve? And do I need to adjust the amount of effort I'm putting into these things? Right. So that you don't get to the point that I got to. I, I have not and had not been doing that. And so... I had my, you know, I had a breakdown, I had a meltdown, and and now I'm making adjustments to turn that work dial basically way down because I'm tired of just nothing but work being on my brain. Right. And it's it's hard because you're always, at least for me, it's always a, well, if I don't do this, I'm not paying the bills. And... That part is hard, but also mm-hmm. accepting that if we don't take, like we talked about in the meltdown episode, where like, if we don't take a break, if we don't step back, we can't improve. We get stuck in this vicious cycle of just trying to keep up. And yeah, as much as I like go back and I'm like, Ugh, I should have, you know, the last 18 months, I should have been, you know, more proactive and I should have been marketing more and stuff like that. But I think subconsciously I knew that I needed I needed another one of those little breaks, not as big of a break as I took like last time, mm-hmm. but I needed a break to just kind of almost let things come down to like ground zero and, you know, build back up. Um, and, you know, the last couple of weeks now that I'm kind of back into the, like, the swing of things, the last couple of weeks have been great and mm-hmm. I feel a lot more, react- more relaxed about it. But I think letting off that steam occasionally is a really good idea. And whether it is vacation, whether it is just sitting back and reevaluating, um, my, I think my suggestion would be is intentionally setting time for yourself, whether it's like, you know, with your spouse, with friends or just by yourself, like 
one of the things that I used to do weekly that I should really start doing again was um, on Mondays. Mondays were like my day off. So I tried to like not work at all on Mondays. Usually doesn't happen, but Monday mornings, I would typically get a massage. I would go get breakfast. I would go get my nails done and just enjoy at least like the morning to afternoon prior to lunch um, before I even opened emails or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was always a really good way for me to like one set the mood, I think for the week, right. but two to just kind of like, okay, my weekend's over. Usually my weekends are my busiest. My weekend's over. I can take a breather and then get back to mm-hmm. doing things. It's been a little bit harder with, you know, a child, in the mix because they're demanding but now she's in daycare i don't i don't really have that excuse like i can drop her off at daycare Mm. and then go do the same thing yeah Um, i I think what you were just talking about is super super important which is establishing some kind of routine um i have used routines in the past to help um manage my work to varying degrees of success um but i've not been good at routining in the downtime Um, and building those routines, I think is another very, um, powerful tool that we can have as people doing this to make sure that we allocate the time the way we want to, um, you know, like that Monday massage, you know, that's a brilliant thing. Or we have, um, a game night on Friday nights where friends come over and we play magic, you know, and that's a routine, whatever your routine is, um, Stick to it. Stick to it, but build in the things that you need to keep the balance at the level you want it at. So that right. if, if the work is 90, that's fine. But then make sure you routine in at 10, wherever that 10 is allocated, so that you've got the personal care or the time with friends and family and social life right. or whatever it is scheduled in part of your routine. Uh, the other thing is, <laughs> is uh, what... My wife just said, which is that I need to put down my phone a lot more. And that's a bad habit and a bad routine that I have. And I'm actually trying to get better. I'm always trying to get better at that, obviously with varying degrees of success. Um, But with this sort of pullback for me, one of the things that I just did is I deleted Facebook, Instagram, my email, um, all of that stuff off of my phone so that I don't habitually and routinely check it without with with that muscle memory pattern that your brain gets into um i i need to break that because um because i don't want that and i don't need it in my life and it takes away from the things that i'm trying to put back into my life right now one of the things that i've noticed lately speaking of like instagram and like um facebook and all of that is that I've noticed lately, like I used to have it where the apps weren't on my phone. Um, Mm -hmm. Instagram was purely to like reply back to comments, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like on my home screen. It was hidden away in a folder. So I had to actually like make an effort to get to it. Right. Um, And since getting a new phone, you know, everything's like I need to organize it, but everything's like on the front screen. Um, And I noticed the other day that like. I was, you know, mindlessly scrolling because I was sitting in my chair and instead of working, I was mindlessly scrolling. And I was like, there's like nothing even of substance. It's not even like, yep. like I had already gotten all the news like from my it's... friends and updates and things like that. It was just like mindless scrolling. And I was like, how much time did I just spend doing this? 
Um, and as I like that thought crossed my mind, the thing popped up that says, um, you know, check your screen time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was a little embarrassing. It was like, oh, you know, in the last 24 hours, you have spent, you know, almost five hours on social media. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh. what? Right, right. <laughs> and then the little thing showed it was like, oh, this is a 22% decrease from last week. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God god like what the hell yep yeah um and that just kind of like brought it into perspective i was like i don't there isn't really anything of substance for me to constantly be checking facebook and instagram Mm -hmm. um and i do mostly use it for work like i don't really post a lot of personal things on there and it it was a reality check i was like five hours in a day Mm -hmm. if i'm spending five like I could have been reading a book. Yep. I could have gotten a whole family session edited. I could be doing more marketing. I could be sitting and emailing old clients to get more work. Like I could go for a walk. I could work out. <laughs> right, right. There's so many things. You know, that I'm we like, could do. oh, I don't have an hour in the day to work out. Well, I just spent five hours on the freaking phone. Like, yeah. And uh, so being cautious of that i think is really really important because we are getting suckered into our phones and yeah i even noticed it with my husband we actually got into a big argument about it because when he's watching our daughter like his phone is always in his hand Mm -hmm. and he's really attentive and he you know like she gets enough attention but at the same time like that's going to teach her that when she has a phone, she's going to have to be like, right. you know, sucked into her phone and that's not okay. And so yeah. we make an effort of like, if we're having dinner or if, you know, we are doing something as a family to just put the phones away, they only come out for like pictures. Cause yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. we have to take pictures. I think I'm going to start carrying something like a fidget spinner or whatever, because I, I like to fidget. And so my phone has kind of been my fidget spinner, but that's bad because it's too easy for me to then, you know, all of a sudden I'm lost on Facebook or whatever, right? Yeah. So I might start putting a fidget spinner or something in my pocket so that when I feel that fidgety need, I can pull out this object that, you know, isn't yeah. isn't really going to distract me in the same way Facebook or whatever else would. Um, and And part of the evaluation process that you set up for yourself when you're evaluating your balance and whatever those particular balance levels are should also be looking for time sinks and time um, time loss where you don't want that time to go. Um, because wherever that time is going, it, we've talked about this before, like time is the only finite resource that we do right. have. And it's precious. Right. It's, it's the only thing we can't have more of. It's the only thing we can't have more of. Yeah. Unless they figure out the singularity and we can put our brains into robots, which <laughs> I hope happens before I die. But outside of that, we're all going to die right. someday, which means we have a finite amount of time to spend. And the next time, and I need to be better at this, right? Like I need to be better at this as much as anybody else. The next time you find yourself, you know, flipping through Facebook think about is that what we want to be doing and one of the things that I've done is what you were talking about like I hide all of my apps in in folders so that there's nothing on my home screen except for the camera 
and my to-do app, and that to-do app might be going away since I'm dialing back some of this stuff. Um, yeah. And after deleting all of those other things, I'm really trying to focus on just using the phone as reference and or communication with the people that I care about as the social right. part of my life, as the friends and family part of my life. Um, I think that, um, where was I going with this? There I was... don't know. <laughs> oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Um, phones, ah, whatever, it'll come back to me if it was really that important. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's check up on the comments here real quick. Uh, I know we've got a number of people watching. I want to say hello to everybody who has joined us, Nicole and Andre and uh, Renata. And uh, Mike is here. And uh, who else joined? I know Jeff is here. And Jeff, somebody else. Alyssa. Alyssa, thank you. My wife is hanging out. Um, my wife was talking about how we were out at the wineries and I was messing around with my phone, which I was, like guilty as charged. Um, for a little bit of that, I was chatting with Tim, as he mentioned in the comments there as well. But I'm trying to be better. Um, and sending and, me pictures of pretzel and wine. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, exactly <laughs> that. Um, but as far as one of the things, one of the, one, of the, one of the really hard things for us and one of the things that we really do have to evaluate and think about is, is social media and how we use it and the relationship we have with it. Because, you know, like my wife... Um, commented she said instagram shadow banned um their account which is books don't review themselves um and she said i'm so over it but how else do you get yourself in front of people and and that's i think one of the hardest balances we have to um maintain because these apps these things these have networks, algorithms yeah they have algorithm algorithms and they are literally designed to give us those dopamine hits and force us into those habits of scroll, 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 mindlessly right. look at it, you know, soak up the ads so they can keep making their billions and billions of dollars. And we use these things to connect with people, and that is a great thing. Um, but we also try to use these things as business tools. But it's super – go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Finish up and then I'll go. All right, I was just going to say what's what's frustrating and, and, and what's part of the reason that I'm just ready to pull back from this uh, myself is we have, and we've talked, we talked about this before on, on the social media show, um, we have no control over these networks. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever platform you're on, Snapchat, TikTok, yep. I don't care which one it is. We are at the mercy of those, those things and those companies and their interest is not our they don't align with our interests their interests are extracting value from us our interests are connecting with people and finding our clients and trying to build business relationships but th if that doesn't align with what youtube wants or with what facebook wants or what right. instagram wants then they don't give a fuck about us and and, and i think ahead. this is this is where i'll interrupt you yeah go um ahead. That's where, like, we've talked about this, is building your own, like, social base, right? So whether mm -hmm. it's through emails, whether it's on Reddit, whether it's going out and creating a book club, things like that. So for something like the books don't review themselves, like, a great uh, way to pull people in would be to have a Facebook group that's a book club. 
mm-hmm. and invite you know friends encourage people to invite more friends into that and just do a book club and then maybe i mean i'm sure there's a reddit thread somewhere yeah because like I'm there's sure there a reddit is. thread for everything. for everything so create like a new subcategory or get, find the subcategory for books don't like book reviews and start posting in there to start grabbing emails from there um create a way to like have people come to you versus relying on facebook and instagram to share your images because like you said if it doesn't align with what facebook and instagram want they're not going to share it for example um jonathan throp he's a incredible uh commercial photographer he had done like the zombie shoot or something along those lines. It was like Halloween themed and he had created an ad and it got denied by, um, I think it was Instagram or either Instagram or Facebook or maybe both. Like the ad got denied because it was, um, like inappropriate content is what it had said. And his comment to it was, oh, well, if it had boobs or ass in it, it would get posted. And that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily true. And that was my comment. I was like, you know, yes, if it was Victoria's Secret or Fredericks of Hollywood or something like that who was putting up boobs and ass on Facebook and Instagram, it would absolutely get approved because they're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars with Instagram, like maybe even millions of dollars on their marketing with Facebook and Instagram versus if I put up boobs and ass for my boudoir stuff, I would probably end up in Facebook jail for 30 days, like completely banned. Um, And so it's really a matter of who's spending more money, right? I mean, and that's just what our society is. That is what our economy wants. Mm -hmm. Um, And so creating your own way of getting to your clients whether and the best way i think is through gathering emails having a blog that's that you are hosting on your website that is not connected to anyone else Mm -hmm. and then from there so from your email list from your blog filtering people to social media so that they can interact because that is where you're going to interact with them but create a way to get those people on a mailing list. So I think like doing a little online book club is awesome. And honestly, more people should be reading. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to do more of is read because I've not been reading. And I think a lot of people are in that mindset that like they do want to read and they haven't been finding the time because we are spending 5, 10, 20 hours on social media. I'm like, instead of scrolling, I could have read four chapters in a book. Like, right. So um, I think that's an interesting thing that what I was going to say that my I spaced completely was mm-hmm. one of the podcasts I listened to um, is the MFCEO project. And it's I think I might have mentioned it in here. I've definitely I think I've mentioned it to you. you have. It's Andy Frazella is the one who hosts it. He's the owner, founder and owner of First Form, which is a supplement company for people who don't know. And he, he's very rough around the edges. He's definitely like, if you're offended by cussing, do not listen to the podcast because um, <laughs> it is not PG at all. Um, and one of the things that he did recently was this challenge and it's called 75 hard. And the idea of the challenge is to like, it's mental toughness, right? That 
it is going to create these habits that are going to make your life better. And so some of the things that it's like, you have to pick a diet and stick to it, like no cheat days, nothing like that. Um, for 75 days, you have to exercise twice daily for 45 minutes. And one of them has to be outside. So the whole point is like, if it's raining and you have to go for a run, like you go for a run in the rain. Um, you're supposed to read like, five pages in a book every day, drink a gallon of water. And there's like a couple of other like little things. But a lot of people are having a hard time getting through 75 days of that straight without cheating. But the whole idea is that like you have to – habits are built in like six-week periods pretty much. And so if you can't stick to it for six weeks, you're really not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so even something little like you want to read more. So every day – you have to make sure that you are reading X amount of mm -hmm. whatever. Yep. And I think, I think it was really interesting. One of the podcast episodes I was listening to, like, and I agreed with him completely is that if you can't stick to what you want to do, he was like, you're a loser. And he's not, he was like, I'm not saying like, Oh, you're a loser because you're not wearing a certain brand or like you don't live in a certain neighborhood. He's like, you're a loser because you're not keeping a promise to yourself. Like mm -hmm. you are lying to yourself. And that is the loser part of it. Um, and I agree with that. Like I, I tell myself like, oh, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z today. And then I'll do like one of those things. And mm -hmm. then I feel like crap about it at the end of the day. And I'm like, well, why couldn't I get the other things done? And it's not because I didn't have the time. It's because I chose not to get those things done. And then I right. feel like crap. And it's like, okay, so to avoid feeling like crap, just stop lying to yourself and get shit done. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, that was my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things we do need to do is be more forgiving to ourselves. Um, but you're right. Like it, it is important to for us i think sometimes we're too forgiving of ourselves though yes yes yeah there's a there's a balance there with everything else just like we were talking about right w whatever that balance is right um to bring it back to the work-life unbalance as the topic today um it's hard to build it is hard to build an email list it's not easy and to build an email list you're probably going to have to engage with something like facebook or instagram or whatever um however the relationship you have with that network and how you use it is is really important it's really dangerous because it's just way too easy to sink into that and be mindlessly scrolling the thing so you want to evaluate how you use that and for your own well-being, it is probably best that you have a mailing list, an email list. And people for yeah. decades have been saying email is dead. Like everybody now is saying Facebook Messenger is the new email and mm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no way. There's no fucking way. I'm sorry. There's no fucking way. I don't, I don't trust Facebook as far as I can throw them, and I can't throw Facebook anywhere. Right. Uh, <laughs> Because Facebook will do what Facebook wants to do for itself right? And, and only for itself. And it cares not about anything else. I mean, just look at everything that's happened with Facebook over the last, just the last year and all of the bullshit, um, you know, and all of the data and all that stuff. All, and all of that is to say part of what will help you manage your balance is things that you can control. 
And if right. you have an email list, you control that relationship and you own that relationship. If you have a Facebook group or if you have a Facebook page or if you have a YouTube channel, you have a minimal amount of control over what happens with whatever you do with that. I think Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the social media sites and aspects are great tools to help keep up with your audience, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. communicate, to do those things. But they shouldn't be like, we need to stop banking on them being the main way we market. Like I see so many photographers. I mean, I see other businesses too, but I see so many photographers in particular because that's the industry I'm in who literally just sit there and go, oh, well, like, you know, I put up an ad on Facebook or I put up this picture on Facebook and I didn't get enough likes or I'm not booking enough clients. And it's like, well, did you go knock on your neighbor's door and see if they needed photos? Mm -hmm. Or did you go talk to local businesses to see how you guys could cross promote? Like you're sitting there and telling Facebook to do the work for you you're not willing to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Why? Why? It's right. the whole concept of like, I'm just going to sit here and pray that I get a million dollars and, you know, it's going to appear in my bank account. And that's not how it works. You have to work. Mm-hmm. Social media is not working. That's the easy way out. Social media is a great support tool. Like, yeah. yes, once you have something, social media is a great way to get people, to attract people. But don't bank on social media creating money for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is what it is for. Like I hate doing bridal shows, for example, mm-hmm. and I haven't done them for years. And in the last three weeks, I did two of them because they kept back bugging me. Anyways, long story short, being able to go out there and shake hands with those brides and actually talk to them mm-hmm. actually results in more like more leads and more money like we haven't booked a ton but we've booked enough to cover the costs of the bridal show and on top of it now they are warm leads versus being cold leads so like one of the companies i advertise with it's the wedding sites and services for colorado i have a beautiful full page ad in there for boudoir and they go to every single bridal show and they send me the mailing list for every single bridal show And I can tell you that even though like we utilize those lists and we send out um, offers and stuff like that, the brides who have met me at a bridal show are way more responsive than the ones from that list. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we're still booking things off of that. It's still a good tool and we are getting mailing emails for a mailing list, but having talked to someone face-to-face puts way more value into it. So think about it this way. If you go out and talk to your local preschool and get in with them to do school photos and now you're meeting the kids and the parents face-to-face, think of how much value you're actually going to get from those clients than the ones who are off of Facebook seeing your work along with a hundred other photographers in the area who are posting the same way. Right. Um, Alyssa, who was in here, I don't know if she's still in here, mm-hmm. uh, but she does a lot of work with mops groups. So the moms of preschoolers and literally her whole business is booming because of the relationship she's built face to face with those women. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just my you, two cents on right. Facebook. 
<laughs> right, right. How you, yeah, how we use our time is really important. And I'm, you know, m- often I am not good at how I use my time. Like I will, yeah. I freely admit that. I think, you know, human being, my wife is probably one of the most efficient people that I know as far as like time management and time use. Me, on the other hand, not so much. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> that's why she can take naps. Yeah. And we yeah, can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. And, the 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 I think, and this is as much a takeaway for me as it is a takeaway for everybody watching. I think the biggest takeaway is um, the periodic evaluation of how you're spending your time, and that's this is this is such a stupid thing, but it's it's like a thing that just popped into my head the other day when I was just thinking about I don't even know what I was thinking about, but it's that phrase, that phrase itself right there, spending your time, right. Because it is literally what we're doing, and it goes back to what we said earlier, which is that our time is a finite resource, the only finite resource. And and it's something – this is a problem that human beings have, which is that um, we can can see the now and the gratification of the now, and we're willing and able to do whatever we want to to, in service of that immediate gratification – but we have a hard time, even though we have the capacity to abstract and think about the future as a concept and understand, right? Like all of us understand that at some point we're going to die. But we don't really accept it. We, we don't think really... we have infinite time. Yeah, yeah, we think we have infinite time, right? But I'm 43 years old, you know? I mean, based on the average life expectancy of a male in the United States of America, my life is, is half over. Right, it's halfway gone. Fifty percent is done. Yep. So that's part of the reason I think you know maybe I'm having my midlife crisis. Right, like call a spade a spade. That's fine, but um, you know I want to spend my time in a way that I find more enjoyable and less stressful. Right. And that's why you know, to that's why I'm trying to make the changes that I'm making. And this is a thing that we should all be thinking about um, more often and more seriously because our time is limited. Yeah, and I hope that more people can start realizing that. Like, I think it also puts things in perspective when you either lose someone Mm-hmm. Or you have a child and all of a sudden you see them go from, you know, being this like tiny little bundle of dough that's like bur- like literally Chipotle burrito size <laughs> to walking, talking, like doing things on their own. And you're like, I swear to God, it was two months ago that mm-hmm. you came you into this world. Uh-huh. Right. And you couldn't do anything for yourself. And it's like time time is flying by and we are not utilizing it the best we can. And I think that's where the whole balance thing comes in. I think it's harder for people to feel like they have a grip on things or are balanced because we are keeping up with this like social media persona Mm -hmm. that we have to keep up with. And while I understand, I 100% understand that like sometimes for business, it's a necessity, but there are tools that can help you you know, go and organize your business side 
so that it's not taking up so much time. I think it's super silly to be posting things live. Like one, it's taking away from whatever moment you're enjoying. And two, like it's kind of actually creepy. Like people know exactly where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which makes me a little uneasy. Maybe I'm a little old fashioned, but like that makes me a little uneasy. Like I don't want to know. Well, I don't want other people to know where I am with my kid every second of the day. And so a lot of times, like I will take pictures and videos and then I post them later. Like if we're going to the park and I'm hanging out with her and she's doing something cute, I will take a picture of that or video it. And then either a couple of hours later or a day later or whatever is I'll post it. Mm -hmm. Now, occasionally there are things like this where we are live because that's the whole point of it. Or, you know, if I'm at a bridal show or something and I want to show something live, that's different. And yes, if that has a purpose for either, you know, engaging with your audience or you do really want to share it, of course, do it. But like, for example, the timeline posts for Instagram or whatever you want, the grid posts, Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason for any of that to be live. Mm -hmm. Stories, yes, because stories has a different appeal. But the pictures you're posting or like the stuff, the marketing information you're posting on Facebook, you can schedule through Facebook to post those and gain back that time that you would be sitting there, you know, letting your coffee and your food get cold while you're right. trying to Instagram the perfect breakfast. Yep. Take a picture of it, Instagram it later. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think one of the big takeaways from today is um fuck social media. <laughs> <laughs> As we are on social media, but you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, but um we'll get banned. Yeah, right. We'll get banned. <laughs> yeah, Zuck's listening in. Um not not really, but but do be careful of it and do think about it. And and the larger takeaway is um think about your time and and quite literally how you spend it and yeah. actually sit down periodically and think about how you want to allocate that time and your energy and your effort because it is yeah. just as your time is limited the amount of energy you have to give things is limited and the more you give to work the less you give to family or fun and social life yep. and vice versa and and where you want that to be um is where it should be and that's that's the important thing it's where you want it to be there's no wrong balance right no matter what it is, uh, but going it's what back, what makes you happy? Like exactly. it's what it's whatever puts you into a place in your life that you are happy. Because being unhappy because of other people's expectations is the worst thing that you could possibly be. Yes, yes, and I think too many of us are are actingly are acting sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously based upon expectations that um, are not our own. Right. right. Like Society this, has put them up. Exactly. Right. There's this low level expectation throughout all of, you know, society, at least in this country, that 
we we work 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 the you know the 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 quote unquote american dream and if you work hard you're going to make it and you're going to make a bajillion dollars and you'll be rich and whatever and blah 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 right or <laughs> or the instagram expectation now right like you see all these people on instagram who are going all over the world to all these amazing locations right. and 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 now all of a sudden everybody thinks oh my god i have to live that life but you don't right like there's the, what the okay this is this is what this makes me think of uh, there is a used bookstore chain across the United States called Half Price Books, um, and some of you may be aware of it. I, Kim and I both used to work for Half Price Books, and by and large, it was a pretty great job, actually. Um, working at Half Price Books is what got me into photography, too, but that, that's, that's aside the point. Um, the point is <clears throat> we had a um, dinner with a bunch of the, like, you know, high up people in the company. I don't know if they were VPs or whatever, but they had come to Madison, which is where our stores were, and they took all of us out to a dinner, and we were just talking to them. And Half Price Books, I think, if I recall correctly, they had a profit-sharing program, which was pretty great. And uh, I was talking to one of those guys, and he was telling me about the woman who was either whole or part owner of Half Price Books. And how she was literally leaving money on the table because he said she was happy being able to sit at home and watch college basketball. Like, that's what she liked to do. And she had this bookstore in this company, and she could have been traveling all over the world and spending money on stupid, ridiculous things like, whatever, Lambos and the newest DSLR and, you know, the Nikon D6 and, and, and a giant mansion. But she didn't want or care about any of that shit because she knew what she liked. And what she liked was hanging out at home and watching college <laughs> basketball. So she had enough I... money to do that, and she didn't care about the rest because that made her happy. Yeah. And I mean, it to each their own, right? Like, let's not judge other people by yeah, what they want absolutely. to do. Like, if that's right. what makes you happy, do it. I got asked yesterday, like, what my plans were for retirement. And uh, I, I don't have a plan to retire because people retire to go do the things that they want to do, that they love to do. And I'm doing what I love to do. So, mm -hmm. like, the thought of retirement honest to God, like doesn't cross my mind. I mean, yeah, occasionally I'm like, oh, I guess I should have a retirement plan <laughs> or like a retirement account. But yeah. and at some point, obviously, like physically, I'm not going to be able to go out and photograph weddings when I am, you know, 80, 90. I mean, it'd be awesome if I could, but I am probably not going to be wanting, you know, be carrying around two cameras and running after brides at 90 yeah. years old for eight hours a day. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, but at that point, you know, the plan would be to have a studio that someone else can be the photographer and I'm still making money. And obviously like, I don't see myself ever not being in business for myself. Like there are so many statistics showing that it, it's more prominent with males than females, but Men retire and literally within five years, they're dead from retirement because they are so bored. Like yep. they don't have a purpose anymore. And the whole point of life is to have a purpose. Um, in fact, this book, if you guys, whoever is a reader, like I preach this book because apparently this book right here, like even if you don't read anything, go read the last chapter in that book. And it, that's literally what it talks about is that the – 
people who end up living to, you know, 104, 105, whatever, past 100 are people who have a purpose. Like Mm -hmm. they actually want, they need to live longer because they're doing something and they're enjoying it um, versus people who retire and they're like, okay, well, I'm done. Like, okay, I guess we'll travel now. And it's, I don't want to travel when I'm in my 90s. I want to enjoy my life now. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Um, And I think that's where, in my humble opinion, it's where all of us should be. We should really strive in living our life now because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Like you could get into an accident. You could have a heart attack. You could, you know, be hit by a tornado. Tree could fall on your house. Right. Like anything could happen. There's absolutely no guarantee that we Mm -hmm. are going to make it to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And your purpose can be whatever, right? It doesn't have to be watching college basketball or traveling around the world. It can be whatever it is. You know, it's the purpose that drives you. That's the important thing. That's the key because it's that drive that keeps you alive, you know? Yep. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I have much more to add to this. Nope. I think, I think we got it. (laughs) Or maybe (laughs) not, but you know. No, I think so. You know, the the bottom line is the balance is what you make of it. It's a thing you should evaluate periodically to make sure that it's serving you, your purpose in your life in the way you want it to, uh, and that it's making you happy, you know, and and, and that's not to say that every minute of every day we're going to be happy. There are going to be times where you might not be happy and that that unhappiness is a necessary thing to the life that you're leading and the thing you're trying to achieve. And that's fine, too. We're not trying to say that every moment of every day should be you grinning like a crazy person right? Uh, no. because you're, quote, unquote, happy. But by and large, we should be creating lives that are in service to ourselves um, and the purpose that we have for ourselves, um, whatever that purpose is. And, and because of it, society and expectations, too, too often we end up, you know, living that life in service of something else, something we shouldn't be living right. it to, you know? Flipping through Facebook, that's not living your best life. That's living Mark Zuckerberg's best life because you're feeding his his right. wants and needs and not your own. Right. Yeah. All I right. mean, if that's what you want to do and you have the time yeah, and money, then enough. by all means. Like, right. stop letting what society thinks is success or happiness, like, control your life. It's, yeah. It might not be a white picket fence and two and a half kids for you. Or it might not be travel and, you know, private jets. Mm-hmm. Um, might you know, be drinking whatever. wine all weekend and playing Magic the Gathering with your friends, right? Like Right. Know, if that what makes is. you happy, that's what you should do. And you should never feel guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. But yeah. Ah. No more guilt. No more guilt. No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, one of the things that I was struggling with was um, this sort of underlying guilt and momentum that oh i need to keep doing this because it's the thing that i've been doing and and it you know it feels like it's part of your identity like you're not gonna be you if you don't do it right and 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 to be quite honest like i'm still dealing with that but i recognize it for what it is and and understand that you know all that matters in the end is what 
I need to do for myself and for my life and for my right. wife and for my, you know, family and the people that I care about. Well, uh, and the thing is, too, is we grow, right? So yeah. from you're not the same person in, you know, two, three, five, ten years. And mm -hmm. like part of those growing pains is evolving and letting go of things that don't serve us anymore. And that is, it's a huge challenge because you do feel guilty that you're like, you feel like you've worked your whole life for a certain thing and now you're not interested in it anymore. And mm -hmm. you stay or you keep doing that thing out of that guilt, but eventually it catches up with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a meltdown. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> My wife says, all that matters is what the kitties want. Oh. <laughs> and they want more kitty friends. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do know this. Um, it's about time for us to go. So maybe if you want to uh, live your life in service to us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which is a horrible transition. Um, but if you want, if you do want to support what we're doing here with these live streams and this show, you can do so by hopping over to shp.photo slash bizmerch, which is our Teespring page, which has a bunch of cool merch on there if you want to support the business wind up and show your support for what we're trying to achieve which is helping you you know figure out your purpose figure out your business figure out your life and live it the best you can while we're doing the same yeah while we're doing the god same. god knows we don't have our shit together oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah if there's one thing we should make very very clear it's that um neither one of us <laughs> neither one of us has our shit together any more and than anybody else. Yeah, that's yeah, just life, just right? Life. Like that's not that's not a detriment to either, you know, to anybody yeah. or or yeah. 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 We're all just doing the best we possibly can. Exactly. So. I was just at um just the last thing before we wrap this up. I was just at a group photo shoot with some um that a friend of mine put on and there were some younger models there like just turning 18 and one was actually uh -huh. under 18 her mom was with there so she was modeling legally and, and everybody everything was cool there but um the one uh the one younger girl was talking about like she wasn't sure what to do and she didn't know if she should go to college and all this other stuff and the other right. one was talking to her about it and i i just happened to be sitting in the same room and i was like you know, they were talking about, oh, my God, I can't, you know, I just don't know. And I, I looked at him, I'm like, I'm 43 years old, and I still don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing. You know? Yeah, it's like every we, day, we never know. Yeah, every day is something new and something different and something unexpected. And yep. it's just life. It's just how we and live. It's silly to put that pressure on us that we're supposed to know everything because I don't think we're ever going to know everything. Nope, not going to, not going to, about anything. All right, we should probably wrap this up, hey? Oh, I think it's a perfect time to wrap up because I think Zara just froze up on us. So, oh, you're back. You were frozen there for a second. With about the derpiest face it could be, too, because it's always, oh, no. it, was, it was like, it was like. <laughs> oh, I see it, yeah. 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 Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, I mean. That's like an emblem, that's like an emblem of everything we were just talking about. <laughs> Right? There we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Um, the podcast is super behind, but I'm 
working on getting that up to date. So if you do want to subscribe to the podcast so you can re-listen to any of this, it's at shp.photo slash podcast. Otherwise, we'll be back again next Wednesday to talk about uh, something else and to help you try to live your best life and build your business the way you want it to be. Yep, that's pretty much it. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Bye.